All right. We are now recording. How are you feeling about uh, that? I'm good. I'm excited. <laughs> Do you want some water? No. Okay, I need some water. Hold on. Inspired by many Saturday morning conversations with some of my best friends, sipping away into coffee crackouts, talking about life. In this podcast, my friends and I discuss when we've either made smart choices or most likely didn't, discussing topics all across the board. We're just sharing our experiences, thoughts, and feelings that we hope you can relate to. When I came up with the idea for this podcast, I knew I wanted it to be something you can listen to that feels like you're just sitting here talking with us. So listen and let us know if you can relate. Okie dokie. Now that we have aqua, I would like to introduce you. This is my guest, Eric. He is 37, a Sagittarius, a senior architectural specialist with a degree in architectural, architectural, I'm bad at words. You got it. Okay. Drafting. He's been sober. Sofer. I have said sofer in two episodes now. People know what you mean. Do you know what I think it it is it's all the essence sometimes when i'm actually talking they just come out and i can't stop now you're a spanish woman no this is lolita and she is from cuba (laughs) and all of the cubans are hella offended right now and you know what she don't care anyways been sober for a little over 3.5 years now and have over 140 pairs of shoes stop it's the truth i have like maybe 28 I like my feet to look good. That's an addiction, bro. That's cross addiction. I'm an addict. Okay. That's not what this episode is about, but we'll get back to that once we're done recording. And your goal is to continue recovery, get married, and have a family. Knowing your current dating situation, that's a little fast, don't you think? It's it's not really a current thing. It's just Eventual. Kind of what I've wanted. That's kind of it for me. Marriage, okay. family, always has been. I don't have a big family. Same. So. Do you have like uncles and cousins and stuff? One cousin, one aunt and uncle. That's it. Yeah. I have an aunt, never been married, no kids. An uncle, never been married, no kids. And I have half cousins technically, but I've met them twice, once or twice in my entire life. They live on the other side of the country. They live in Jersey, as a matter of fact. Go Jersey. Yeah, if they still live there. They lived there the last time I saw them a decade ago. You know what I'm saying? We'll go with it. Yeah, the the last time I saw them, they lived there, (laughs) pretty much. Today, we're going to talk about needs versus wants. Are you ready? I'm ready. I found some really interesting questions that I hope come to interesting content. We'll see. Let's do it. There's an activity with this episode. I haven't done that before. Okay. Yeah, we're going to write shit down. Okay. I know. It's weird. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. So, paper. Grab paper. I'm doing it too because it's not fair if I don't. What are some of the things that you want? You can like put a line down the paper if you want. Separate them. Whatever's clever. Do you want a hard surface? Okie dokie. So should we maybe start with the definitions of wants and needs? I came prepared. See, that's the thing, is when I tried to look up the definitions of definitions of wants and needs, they're circumstantial. Okay, well, let's simplify it. Okay, you show me what you found. Okay. I love this. Way to be prepared. Okay, so want. 
have a desire to possess or do something. A need, require something because it is essential or very important, right? So want, desire, need, require. Yeah, but what I want and desire, you could need and require. You know what I mean? That's true. Like universal I, universal you. For sure. This is a cool exercise I found, which is why we're doing that. This was not my idea. Thank you, Google. So one side wants, if you can spell, unlike me, and one side needs. Got it. Okie dokie. So what are some of the things that you want? Family of my own. Okay. Children of my own. So are we going deep with this? As deep as you want to go. As long as you're not chicken, you can go all the way. I want people to like me. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I could put on here. I know. I figure we like cap out at 10 or 5. 10. 10. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I, I kind of like 5 better. Let's do 5. Okay. 5 stars. 5 wants. 5 needs. So a um, home of my own. Okay. This is tougher than I thought it would be, to be honest with you. Really? I, I should got be my able five. To, I should be able to come up with five. I have four. And I don't want to say, like, more shoes or something like that. Why not? But I always want more shoes, so let's go with it. More shoes. Okay. Mine are so conceited, but at the same time, the fucking truth. So I want money, love, to be admired, trust, and respect. And I wrote to be admired and respect as separate ones because I think they're different. I think they have different levels. Like you can be respected but not admired and you can be admired but not respected. Very true. See, those are good. Right. That was deeper than my stuff. I think yours is accurate to you though. Mine are almost in ranking order but I'm not entirely sure. Okay, so what are some of the things you need? Fuck, this one's harder for me seems to be easier for me that's see that's what makes this cool yeah oh now i only have four and can't think of a fifth damn it you got it um oh god no what my brain just said and what i want to say are totally different fuck i'm gonna put it down it's really important for me as a person and that's kind of sad all right what are yours Okay, so I put love, compassion, understanding, acceptance, and family again. Okay. This is hilarious. So I put money again. Safety, transportation, consistency, and things to smell good. Which, yes, is the thing that I don't like my brain said. But I'm one of those people where if things smell bad, I can't hang. Like, at all. Like, I can't do hospitals if it smells like shit. So, like, if somebody's dying, I'm going to be that annoying person who's, like, plugging their nose. You know what I mean? I know this is really fucking weird. I'm queasy. It's not. Okay? So, you feel me? So, what, when I read the definitions and the way that you described it at the beginning, makes perfect sense now. In terms of different peoples and their wants and needs. Right. For sure. Yeah. Like, that's a need for me. Like, okay. I'm that friend where if you smell funky, I'm not going to be like, you stink. But I'm going to be like, hey, yo, you know, like, that punk ain't right. Well, that person probably needs to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> like, have you ever had that one friend you really love? Like, for me in high school, I had a friend who I really cared about. She didn't bathe regularly. And I didn't care that I had to be that bitch. I let a bitch know. <laughs> it might have been mean, but it was like, sweetheart. Mm-mm. No, that doesn't smell right. To me, that's showing one of my needs, right? You're showing love. 
looking out for that person. That was some very crystal love. That's (laughs) what that was. Nice. Because it was entirely selfish. (laughs) To be completely honest. But was it though? It really was. Like I, you know, I wanted to help her, but at the end I was helping me because I couldn't hang if she continued to smell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. I know you're not. (laughs) Well, that's the truth. Okay. So, um, do all, do all people have the same wants? No. No, not at all. Some do. Those are the people, in my opinion, who are married for like 50 plus years. Like, I think that's where that comes into play. Like the people who have the same wants, we'll get to needs in a minute, are the people who, when it comes to relationships, whether it's friendships, marriage, um, like co-ownerships or like business relationships Mm -hmm. when you have the same want when you have the same desire same drive it works right that's why it's so in person to find in person important to find that person who has the same wants as you i think it's healthy to have separate wants too though oh yeah definitely i mean you should have separate interests that's a better way to put it yeah but I think like long-term wants, like end goal, like top five sure. should either line up or be the same things in a different order. Right. You know, or correlate in some way. Like t- for that want, you need this need. And so they go together. What are your thoughts? I think that's fair. I never really thought about it like that. I came over here thinking it was, this was going to be simple. Oh no. Right with these definitions I read, but. You're recording with Crystal Cavallon, baby. Ain't nothing simple. Probably shouldn't have even read them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. When I did it, I was like, no, that's not relevant. Like, that's that's accurate to the definition of the word. But the definition of the, like, actuality of a want or a need. Mm -mm. But like you said, there's a whole list, whether it's the verb or a noun, right? Mm -hmm. There's a list of them. Yep. I only grabbed one. Right. I probably grabbed those because that was what's pertinent to me in my life. So explain that. Okay. So if we're going back to right, a desire for a want. So for me, because I don't have a big family, mm-hmm. I'm an only child. Yeah. Which probably says a lot about me, right? Lucky. No, I'm kidding. I love my brother. I know he listens to this and he knows I love him. So... I envy people that have big families. And yeah. it's not that that I didn't have a sense of family growing up or whatever. Was always around both sets of grandparents and my cousins or whatever. But I feel it's a responsibility to carry on the family name. So wanting a family is kind of a big deal for me. Okay. I envy people with kids. Love kids. I think I don't think there's anything greater that we can do as humans as being parents that's just kind of my thoughts on it that is so cute it's true like in a beautiful way right i envy people with kids okay you know do you oh i'm gonna get so personal no please don't take personal offense this isn't personal come on it's for content you know (laughs) just saying um do you think that's because your age and you're a man it's okay to be honest Uh, well i'm kind of trying to process the question um Definitely with my grand plans, like I would have loved to have already have kids, but mm-hmm. circumstances didn't mm-hmm. permit that, right? 
Um, and because I'm a man, I don't know. What do you mean? Like carrying on the family name, like me as a woman. Yes. Unless I choose to hyphen. Absolutely. Yes. I can't. Okay. Absolutely. But at the same time, like I just might have only girls. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of out of my control. But here's something interesting. Fun fact. So I'm not an only child. I also I have a brother, a younger brother, but I am a firstborn, and I am like a Cavalon through and through. I take very high pride in my family and who they are and my last name, and it also bothers me that I can't carry on the family name. So it's like an interesting perspective. I'm a woman. I can't carry on the family name. Um, what's it called? Like uh, conventionally, right? You know. I could have chosen to, like, I have two kids. They're both boys. I could have chosen to hyphen their last names. Sure. They could be Cavalon hyphen what their last name is. Um, But I didn't. And in retrospect, I wish that I had. So that's, and I think that's something that my dad actually instilled in me is being proud to be of the family that I am proud of, right? So even if you do have girls, you have the opportunity to instill that in them where when they choose to walk down the aisle, they could be like, listen, honey, I love you, but I'm hyphening my name. And I have no doubt in my mind knowing you as a person that you would have the capacity to raise a woman to be confident enough to say that to whoever she's with. Right. So again, that's their decision to do that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to that, I'm very traditional. Oh. I don't do the hyphen. the hyphen thing. Oh, okay. It's just not me different right wants and needs right so like if i ever get married again i'm hyphening my name okay like if they were to if they would want to do that great yeah. you know that's them they might not be as quote-unquote traditional as i am in yeah. certain aspects so they can live their own lives and do what they want but for me like if i do get married i don't want to say like my wife's not hyphenating her name <laughs> but it'd be preferable if she did yeah because you want because your want in that is for her to be proud enough to only have your name. Right. Okay. Legit. That's fair. I guess I, I also haven't thought about it like that. Like, it's not a fact that I'm not proud to have only their last name. Previous experience has taught me that for me, when I chose to take on my ex-husband's name, I had a huge... God, this sounds so fucking dramatic. But I did have like an identity crisis thing because I was like, I am a Cavalon. Mm-hmm. I'm not previous last name, you know? And even now, like, I still have some things like bills and random shit that will come with that last name on it. And I'm totally like, well, that's not who I am. So <laughs> trash. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it was seriously though like at the time it was a really conflicting moment for me because I didn't know what to do there and now like my kids they have that last name and I'm like fuck I wish I would have given them the opportunity gosh I'm stuttering hella today too much coffee I should drink more water I should have given them the opportunity to choose and so when they get older I'm gonna give them the opportunity to choose how they want their name to be like my son caliber it's spelled with a c i wanted it with a k if he's older and he decides that he doesn't want his dad's last name anymore which is entirely his decision yeah um in my opinion i don't know about his dad but in my opinion it's entirely his decision then i will help him change it 
And if he decides, hey, mom, I do want my name to start with gay, we do that at the same time. We'll just take care of it. Like, I've changed my name, so I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't know. Maybe after that experience, you get that perspective. And that last name, regardless of whether you have issues with it or not, it's part of who they are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? So their last name is actually really freaking cool. They are direct descendants of some really amazing people who wrote some really good stories that are the basis for all fairy tales. Okay. I'm sure everybody has just figured out what their last name is, but of course my sons would be, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you don't know me enough to know that, but like fairy tales and mythology and magic and things like that, I really love it. So I love that part of my sons. It just didn't fit as a part of me. And so my want and my need to be who I am absolutely came back to me after I got divorced and after I no longer had that last name. I could have chosen when I got divorced to keep that last name. Uh Like my mom did. My mom kept our name, but I knew that that wasn't who I am. Okay, we got on a random rant, but anyways, or I did. (laughs) Um, Seriously, so do you think that you want like the whole traditional picture like the picket fence, the wife, the children. Absolutely. So you said fairy tale, right? So mm-hmm. like my vision of romance and all that is super fairy tale because of my parents are high school sweethearts, still married. And it might sound corny, but no. And you know, and like, obviously that's not going to happen for me. And it rarely happens these days just because of the world we live in. But yeah, the whole white picket. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Now let's move on to needs. Do you think that all people have the same needs or should, for that matter, have the same needs? Some for sure. Okay. I think it's just human nature that everybody wants to be loved. Okay. Did I write that? Yeah, fuck. I wrote that. You wrote it down for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it was the first thing I wrote. It's the first one I wrote. Really? Yeah. It goes back to wanting people to like me. Okay. Kind of on the same wavelength. Interesting. I don't correlate the two. Why do you correlate the two? What correlates those in your mind? I want to understand. I guess I need to be liked before I can be loved, Hmm. so to speak, internally and externally. That's my belief. Can I, well, I guess. Love at first sight, bro. Who says who? But now that I think about it, since we're talking, Mm -hmm. do I need to like somebody to love them? Mm -mm. Probably not. Yep. Same. That's why I don't correlate the two. Okay. I see where you're going. Like there are some times... Sorry, Kiefer. There are sometimes I do not like my brother. I love him unconditionally. There are sometimes I don't like my friends, but I still love them. For sure. There has been, there has been actually only a one time. Ugh, I was sober. So I'm blaming sobriety and authentic feelings on this incident. But there has been only one time in my entire life that I met somebody didn't really know them, didn't know whether or not I liked them, but I ended up falling in love with them, which sounds super extreme if you knew the circumstances of the situation. But I know after multiple years having passing now that I did fall in love with that person and I still deeply care for him and I wish the best for him, um, but I don't like him anymore. It makes perfect sense. Right? Yeah. Okay, thank God. I thought I was crazy for no. a second. For a long time, I've thought it was crazy, but whatever. I mean, I kind of had that conversation with somebody else a couple of days ago. Yeah. In terms of, it was kind of hard to wrap my head around it for someone like, well, what do you mean? But what you just explained is the gist of it. You, you can, can love somebody love some... and want the best for them. 
but not really like them very much. Yep. And there's actually, I don't know why my mind went straight to that, probably because we've been talking about fairy tale shit, but there's a few people like that who are just friends that I feel that way about. Right. Like, I, I want the war, I want to be, just like I did with him, I want to be able to give them the world, but I'm not going to be the one to do it. So I hope and I pray that they find somebody that mm-hmm. will, because I want that for them. Right. But I just don't like them anymore, and I can't continue to put myself through the heartbreak of that person and who they are to me. I need to not be in that pain anymore. That was super deep and dark, but real. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Hell yeah. So, um, what's the difference? What is the difference between what you want and what you need? Wow, that's good. Um, kind of threw me for a loop here. This is kind of difficult. Yeah. I'm looking at mine too and I'm like, fuck, they correlate even though they're different. So two of them, right, they're on both sides, family and family, right? Do I necessarily need a family? And when I say family, I mean just your typical, you know, nuclear family, husband, wife, kids. I don't know that I necessarily need that because I have a family and Mm -hmm. the fellowship and... Yeah. Right? Yeah, same. And so through the process of sobriety like I've learned that because I was so hyper focused on you know wife husband kids just being well that's the end all be all of family yeah and it's not it's something that I definitely want still yeah that's a beautiful perspective like I would say you're part of my family same right yeah I look at well I would say that not only because we're very close friends or I can I consider us very close friends um and totally in a biblical sense i look at it like we're this a part of the same lineage yes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like that makes us family like for example jeff whose house we're in yeah um i consider him my brother i consider you my brother right i consider sonia my sister and aaron my sister and um kylie my sister like, she's my newborn sister, but she's still my sister. You know what I mean? Like, we are family in that way. And even the ones who are, like, no longer a part of the lineage, regardless of that, they're still my family. That's sure. my feeling. I mean, there are certain things that could cause that, like, you know, divorce can happen. You know what I mean? So they're no longer a part of the family. Somebody, something bad happens, so they're not a part of. But they're still, you know, they still come from the same place they still were taught the same way absolutely and that's kind of how i define and obviously you're sitting across to me and but for other people that don't know even though men women as far as our lineage that all intertwines right yeah so many people that we consider family are the ones that like flick the light on for us yeah continue to guide us it's who we go to yeah you know well and even though like they're separate lineages technically according to the program because like the men work with the men and the women work with the women we do a lot of the same work yes you know what i mean and that's why i think and i don't have this perspective from a different lineage at all in my sobriety so this is speaking strictly upon ours but i think because they correlate so well when it comes to certain stuff I can understand like when Brandon was trying to remember uh, the thing that you guys have to memorize for number three I we were like saying it in the office together you know what I mean 
like him, me and Rainy were all doing it together because I, I didn't have to memorize it, but I had to say it every day. So I took it upon myself to memorize it because it would just be easier for me that way. Um, but we were on the same step and we were doing the same thing. And so we were a part of together and we were living the same struggle trying to memorize that freaking prayer, you know? And how do I like articulate this? It's all the same, right? In terms of what's written down in that book. But because we quote unquote come from similar lineages, like you just said, it's more relatable, I guess. Yeah. I think that the parts that make it different make it so that we can learn from each other and family is learning from each other and that's what makes us so close is because even though from my perspective you guys have a totally different teaching style like and each of us gets a different teaching style just like with a parent. So here's the good thing about our sponsors. They're very good at deciphering what their sponsees need. Mm -hmm. So for me... I don't necessarily get the same quote-unquote assignments or curriculum Mm -hmm. as somebody else. It's tailored to me. Yeah. And he's flat out told me that. That's so cool. You know, it's all the same work, but it's presented in a different way based on my personality and character traits and stuff like that. Yeah, that's tight. I... I know that some of mine are like, okay, we're going to do this because I have certain issues that need certain things. But I think I'm pretty sure each of our assignments are like our assignments and we all get the same like base shit. And then we each get different personal things, which breaks down to want and need. Like I want spiritual freedom. I want relief from the obsession, which I have relief from the obsession, but I don't have relief from my thinking. And my thinking becomes my obsession. Whatever. I hope somebody understands what we're talking about. You say you want that. Mm -hmm. You think you need it too? I don't think I need it. Okay. I think that I would survive and I would live. Would I be happy? No. So does that qualify it as a need? Exactly. No. I would still survive. I would still live. I need to live productively. I was going to say happy. I was going to say free. And then I realized productive was the most accurate response. Because do I always need to be happy? No. Do I always need to be free? No. Because then I can't grow, you know? If those are the highest things of achievement, you can't really go any higher in my brain. So I need productivity because productivity is growth. And therefore, if I want productivity, then I do need to do step work, right? Sure. I hope that made sense. No, it does. So if let's talk about productivity. Mm-hmm. So if it's the same mundane, let's see, for lack of a better term, productivity, are you still growing? No. Okay. So for me, since we're talking about wants and needs, I didn't write it down, but I want to leave my job. Okay. And I need to leave my job. Yeah. Why haven't you? Fear. It's plain and simple. Justifiable. I'm comfortable there. We talked about family and like our people, our circle, like my boss not in the program yeah she's one of my people right she knows Mm -hmm. everything i can walk to her office close the door and sit down for an hour and a half and talk to her if i need to i'm afraid to leave that but when she's saying you need to go not out of she doesn't want me to go but i'm kind of where i'm at there i'm not gonna go any farther Mm -hmm. it's mundane it's boring i love what i do but not necessarily where i'm doing it right now i'm not growing in that aspect of my life So that's a want and a need that lines up, but I'm just afraid to do it. I feel that. 
so I super get that because I have kind of the same situation except for I don't want to leave my job and I don't need to leave my job but I know except for at certain times we get the opportunity to do more even though it's not like consistent oh fuck I wrote consistency down damn it Mm. um even though it's not consistent I sometimes have the opportunity to do more and I'm a person who likes to do more. Lately, I haven't had that opportunity. So what I did was create it for myself, hence the podcast, because I know that I have that need for productivity. And at work, I was feeling mundane and I was questioning my job. But then, so like my head was, but my heart was telling me, you love your job. You need your job. You feel safe. But at the same time, Like you're constantly being challenged and there's a certain expectation of quality, right? Which I need from work. And so what I ended up doing was instead of doing some Hail Mary, not that I'm saying you're doing this, this is just me. Instead of doing some Hail Mary crazy shit and deciding to just like leave my job, I was like, why don't I just create something for myself that'll be a challenge? And I had originally thought about doing a YouTube channel and... I know that I have a need or a want to be admired and respected and I see how YouTube goes down. So I was like, okay, no, we're going to do a podcast because that want of like admired and respected for some reason on this platform fell off for me because I was like, if nobody listens to it, I get to. And the people who do it with me get to. If nobody thinks it's good, Or if only the people I do it with think that it's good and the people who care about me, then that's legit. But for some reason with the visual, it didn't work that way. That same want for admired and respected didn't translate to video, but it did to audio. So I was like, this is healthier. This is creative. This is productive. This is a challenge. This is something I need. So I'm going to create it in my life. You just answered a question I was going to ask, right? What? So did you feel you needed a creative outlet? And you kind of answered that in the first podcast you did. Mm-hmm. Talking about you used to write poetry and yeah. the spoken word thing. I still do, randomly. Not like I used to, though. Well, right. Mm-hmm. So it was something that was lacking. So obviously you wanted to do it, and it sounds like you needed to do it Yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Well, because like even, even as I point to my thousand canvases behind me, even painting, I was starting to get a little burnout where I was like, now I'm just painting to paint. I'm not painting because I want to create. And so I'm one of those creatives that I don't stick to one medium. I'm not like a painter or a photographer or an audiographer if I just came up with a word you're welcome if not that thing um you created a word (laughs) yeah like I (laughs) I like it because and I've been talking about this a lot lately because I saw it in a video on YouTube I think that the act of creation people talk about like influencers and um content creators and things like that and they talk about them in like a spectrum and i think that's bullshit i saw this thing about the no small creator hashtag and i was so beyond inspired and enthralled with that concept which is that there is no such thing as a small creator because the act of creation itself is so grandiose so immense so big in its own concept of that you're creating something that there's no such thing as a small creator 
no matter how small the thing you're creating is or how many people it influences or how many people give a damn because like especially thinking about it in the program you know we talk about a higher power I refer to it as a grand architect as a matter of fact that's what I that's what I call my higher power yeah but some people call it the creator right and so if the creator also gave us the ability to create that in itself is huge it is so big that we as things on this planet even the birds can create even if it's something as small as a nest a dog can create you know like like she creates happiness and joy in me that might not be a physical thing like a nest or a painting but it's still the act of creation and the creator when he in my opinion made his concept for the things on earth he also decided not to keep that to himself and to give it to his creation the ability to create so there is no such thing as a small creator before i get too much deeper into that weird spinoff well you kind of talked about it earlier when you were trying to figure out doing this was the right thing quote unquote like mm-hmm. who cares what anybody else thinks about the recordings or whatever mm-hmm. if you're getting something out of it then that's all that matters and if somebody else gets something out of it and they enjoy listening to it or whatever then that's a bonus you got what you needed and wanted out of it you're creating yeah i also needed at the same time i saw in my life i needed a deeper way to connect with my friends like i it was i it wasn't just a want it was an actual need sure in my life and I'm a chicken shit, so I made something where they have to talk to me. <laughs> that's the honest, like, that's the real truth of that. When I heard that you were doing this, mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. Thank you. You know? Yeah. Can we say names on here? I don't, I do. I mean, so if they Alex, get upset, I'll edit them out. Alex is like, oh, I did this podcast with oh, Crystal. Oh, he signed a release form. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's my bud. He won't care. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, that's fucking rad. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a thing these days. Podcasts. You you want to know a fun fact? Yep, another one. I love fun <laughs> facts. And I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but rough estimate from my recollection from weeks ago when I first thought of this idea. There are a couple million people on YouTube. There are only a couple hundred thousand people with podcasts. So this is a thing to us, but in like the grand perspective, it's so small. Like, it's tiny. I think I like them because it's it's just long-form conversation. I wanted to be like a just people relating to each other podcast. That's, those are the ones that I like the most. It's just two people bullshitting, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. You know, and yeah. seeing where it goes. I wanted to kind of take the like, I wanted to take it down the crazy train where we're like talking about stuff that people don't really talk about. Like, I don't think I've ever sat down with a friend and been like, hey, let's like each pull out pieces of paper and write down our wants and our needs and see if they match up, you know? Like, I would never do that like during a sleepover or something. Maybe like one night if we went crazy. But, you That's know how we I mean? get crazy these days. <laughs> that is how I get crazy these <laughs> days. <laughs> Legit. But um, I do like seeing this on paper and realizing that these probably are my top five wants and needs. And they really are like required for me to live in like a productive way, in a sane way. Because, like, sanity is also, like, it's not want, it's not need, it's a requirement. You know what I mean? Like, it's deeper than need. And I can get crazy. So I think 
you can relate to this. It's, for us, seeing things on paper has a profound effect, mm-hmm. right? And even recently, going through the work again in the format that I'm going in, a lot of writing. And so I was kind of struggling with my step six because the stuff that was on that paper, I didn't want to look at it at all. Yeah. Right. Here I am over three and a half years of sobriety and then some of the behaviors on there, in my opinion, I should have been past it, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to see it on the paper, but I needed to. Yeah. Mine was like 28 years of life. I should be past it for some of the things on mine. Sure. But the thing is, and this is how it was explained to me, the stuff on that paper is me. It's me. Ugh. Ugh. Thinking about that in myself, I'm just like, ew. But it's good to see it in the end. Yeah. Because I can grow from it. We talked about growth earlier, right? Mm-hmm. If I didn't know what it was, I couldn't grow up from it. Yeah, same. Mine, <clears throat> I think I need to change those things because they don't align with who I really want to be. Ugh. Not who I really am because it's who I want to be because the things on this paper are who I really am and those are things I need to change. So think about it like this. This is how it was explained to me. If we can change how they manifest, because some of this stuff, six, right? Character defects, shortcomings. They're not necessarily bad, mm-hmm. right? So um, an example of mine, confrontational. Really? Right. I don't think of you that okay, way. Okay, so in certain instances, so non-confrontational and confrontational were on the list. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. So certain people work i have no problem being confrontational other people no i don't want to tell them how i feel because i want them to like me so when i hear the word confrontational it always i go to negativity right away because confrontational confrontational it's negative Mm -hmm. so take the ational out of it it's confront right Mm -hmm. so confront somebody and tell them how i feel it's not negative it's a positive thing to let somebody know how i feel Mm. not in like a malicious way right just literally like if I have a stupid resentment against one of my friends, instead of like playing it off or joking about it, just confront the issue and let that person know exactly how I feel. This is exactly where wants and needs <laughs> differ because I will not share my feelings with people because I need, fuck, I want to not let them have that. Well, that's a control thing. Yeah, but still, it's a thing for me. Sure, so. I get it. I like, I can't even, I can, but I choose not to because I feel like that's giving someone something over you or a piece of you that you can keep. But if you give it away, then you can never have it back. And your feelings are one of those things. Ooh, I sound so dark. But would you say that it's healthy to hang on to a lot of those things? No, absolutely. I'm fully well aware it's not. Right. But are you? I do. A lot. Okay. I do frequently. It's something we're working on. <laughs> but it it is very scary fear, obviously, for me to give that person that because when I, I have it in the past. So this is a thing that I've learned, right? This isn't like this is a learned behavior. Right. This is Crystal's thinking from past experience that once you give someone your feelings, they will see you for who you are. They will choose to no longer be a part of your life. And at the same time, they will choose to share your feelings with someone else. 
or share the, this is so biblical, share the strength that they attain from the power of your feelings with someone else instead of turning around and sharing it back with you and in turn giving you that power. Maybe not biblical, maybe more like Marvel, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like, it's dangerous to give away your power like that. Feelings are power. Yeah, in a way. Mm-hmm. And I know this isn't like a recovery podcast, but like... It's talked about, obviously, it's our lives, right? Yeah. I mean, step one, right? What those other people do with that, you're powerless over it, right? Yeah. And again, I absolutely still struggle with that shit. However, it is manageable by not giving away your feelings. But is it, though? It would become unmanageable, I would think. For me, it does. If I hold on to something too long now because I want to control it, it becomes completely unmanageable. I need to tell somebody about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's a perfect example. And you're probably going to laugh at this because of what I desire in terms of wife, family, all that stuff. And because I have no patience. So like I signed up for stupid dating apps, right? Yeah. Done it. It became completely unmanageable. Like it was. Eric, was you out there DMing hello girls? <laughs> I mean, but it makes me feel good, right? I can't even imagine that, but yes. But okay. it's like you get, it's stupid. It sounds stupid, but you get those no. messages back and it feels good. It's like mm-hmm. an ego boost. And then when oh, yeah. you don't, well, what the fuck's wrong with me? Why are these people not hitting me back? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And that overtakes, for me, like the positivity, the positivity, right? I tend to still look at negativity before positivity. Same. When there's so much positivity to look at, it's Mm -hmm. like the one little piece of negativity is what I focus on. So I got in this rabbit hole of those stupid apps and it's just like, it's like delete, you know? Yeah. Like this is doing me no good. Mm -hmm. I mean, my motives weren't pure whatsoever. Yeah. But I had to tell somebody about it and it's more, you know, obviously I know who I told. You know, well, how'd that make you feel? Oh, God. You should probably not do that. <laughs> Just something like that. It's like, well, fuck. Yeah. He's right. <laughs> fuck him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm also like a negative looking person. And that's part of the things that we, that I, I need to have rewired in my brain. My, that part of my thinking has to change. Um, it's like tough. It's a need and a want. Yeah. I want it to change desperately. And I need it to change to to change myself, right? To change who I am, which is my like, and not entirely change who I am, but to change my thinking, I need to change my consistent negative aspect. And it's so funny because it's a, it's circumstantial and situational. Sure. Depending on the circumstances of a situation, I will either be the pessimist or the op- optimist. Blech. And it also depends on who I'm with. With some people, because they are an extreme pessimist, even more so than I am, then I have no problem taking on the role of the optimist. And with some people, because they are an extreme optimist, I'm like, let's go. I'm pessimist ready. And I know that sometimes it's a seriously unhealthy quality of mine. Like I, unlike you, don't allow myself any, even the opportunity, like with the dating apps or whatever, to have any men in my life. And I'm pretty sure they've all caught on um, because I am a massive pessimist at this point in time when it comes to men and I prefer being alone. And that's fine. 
That may change. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't, sounds like you don't want a man right now. Mm-mm. Cool. Mm-mm. I want one. I don't need one. Okay. But like that's the honest truth. Of course I want one. Better. Sure. Like I'm a woman. I want a man. Well, well right. I mean, or a woman, I, but I'm a woman who wants a man. Right. You want to feel accepted. You want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say as far as like the, the broader picture of what you were just talking about, I've seen you be more positive lately than negative just in my interactions with you. And maybe I'm completely off base, but not to get into... You're not the only person to tell me that. I don't think so, but I'm glad other people do. Seriously, though, knowing you're doing some work, knowing that you removed yourself from a certain living situation, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's a big deal. Yeah, I can see it. Living situation. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, and you know what I'm talking about. Right. Which, you know, you removed yourself from negativity. Yeah. Which is obviously going to give you a little bit more positivity. Yeah. Just by removing the negativity. I haven't thought of that. Yeah. Yes, it did. Right. Holy shit. Yeah, it really did. And you definitely needed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was absolutely a need. Sure. It was no longer a want. No. And it was, it was a hard need to have. Right. It was a need I didn't want. Mm. Okay, that's good. Legit. It was a need that I didn't want. Damn it, Eric. I thought I wasn't going to cry this whole episode. You're good. Yeah. And it if was, you do, so what? I'm, I don't care if you see me cry. You've seen it a thousand times. Right. But I was trying to go one whole episode without <laughs> tears. I was like, look at number three. Here we go. But we need to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's good. It was um, that <clears throat> that need that I didn't want was one of the most freeing things that happened to me. And at the same time, it broke my heart. Yeah. You know, it was rough. It still is rough. It's still very difficult because it's a need that I don't want. And because now I've come on the other side of that need and realized it it really was something I needed, even though I didn't want it, I have to choose to want it every day. Kind of like with sobriety. Like I have to choose to want to be sober. I, I wake up every day and I don't think about dope and I go to sleep every night not thinking about how I'm going to get high tomorrow. Yes. Right? But at the same time, when I wake up every day, I choose. I make that conscious contact. I make that decision that this is what I want today. This is what I need today. This is what I'm going to do today. And it might not be like a conscious thing, but like somewhere in my consciousness, in my being, in my soul, I know that it is the right thing. Would that you say it is you what need I need it too? For me, I want to be sober mm-hmm. and in recovery, but absolutely need to as well. Yeah. Because I would die. Point. Right. And it's funny because like first 10 years of my use, well, probably more than that. Like I How want. How long did you use for? 20 years. Okay. Right. Wanted to get high. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, well, I wanted to get high. I didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Just did. And then it just flipped on its head. Right. Where yeah. I didn't want to get high anymore. But I absolutely needed to, to function. Yeah. I think, I think, I think mine flip flopped. Like sometimes I wouldn't want to get high, but I needed to. And sometimes I would want to get high, but I didn't need to. And sometimes it'd be the same, you know? I'm, I guess for me, it's more the physical need. Yeah. I, right. Well, I mean, I had the physical need right. too. So it's just like, and you know, crying as I'm using because I don't want to do what I'm doing, but I don't know how to not do it. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a time that I see the only time I would ever cry as I was using that I can remember. I'm sure there were other ones was when I knew I didn't have as much as I needed. Sure. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's a good point. And that's the only time I would cry about it. I never had enough 
to what I needed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, even when I had enough, like more than enough, I would still sometimes cry because I knew the second this was gone, I would need more because I would have less. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was crying because I didn't want to get loaded is because I knew that I needed to get loaded continuously to not be in pain, which Mm -hmm. puts me in fear. Right. And at certain point in time, like I didn't, so I needed to get sober for A, B, and C not to happen. Death being one of A, B, and C, Mm -hmm. obviously, of course. But when I got sober, I didn't want to. Like I know like my genuine truth is I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep going, but I knew that I couldn't like, and not even I couldn't to not die. I couldn't to, because I'm a selfish person, not like if I didn't stop, I wouldn't get the things that I want and so I stopped because those wants became greater than the want to get high I don't know how that was definitely the grand architect for me sure that's how that's it like that's end of sentence mic drop boom that was it there's no general explanation or logical explanation as to why that occurred and I'm like a person who really likes the logic of things as my sponsor knows and that's one of those illogical moments fuck I hope she doesn't listen <laughs> I really hope so. Because she's going to be like, oh, you remember at a minute, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they're very good at that, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay. So, final exercise. Okay. Are you ready? Let's do it. We're going to rank our wants and needs. Okay. I think, for me, this is going to be difficult. I don't know about you. Like, what's your, here we go. What's your number one want? That is tough. Right. I mean, I'll break it down like this. On the stuff that really matters, I'm going to rank them. So for me, it's family. Yeah. Whether that's husband, wife, kids, or the fellowship. And like we talked about earlier, the people that we have yeah. that aren't blood. Okay. Number one, because I wouldn't be here without them. Parents, my parents, and the people in the program. So that's number one for me. Okay. Mine's trust, because I think if I have that, then I can get all the rest of these things. So if I when I look at my list... Number one is trust. Number two is respect. God, I want to be stubborn. I'm going to be stubborn. That's this fine. It's probably inaccurate, but I'm going to be stubborn. But so you have more, you have deeper stuff on your wants. Mine are kind of bleh. Yeah. A couple of them that really don't matter in the end. That's how I feel about my needs. Like the smell thing really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day with my needs, if things don't smell good, like I'll push fucking through. Right. You know what I mean? I'll survive it. Like I... Love you, Gigi. R.I.P. I grew up in my great grandma's house, and she had issues. She was my great grandmother mm-hmm. perspective. Okay, she would wet the bed, so it would smell like pee in her room a lot. So that smell for me is really triggering. Yeah, like I can't handle it. I can't handle it on myself. I can't handle it on other people. It like brings back a certain type of trauma. But at yes. the end of the day, if one of my friends was pissing themselves like consistently or was injured, and that would happen. I would clean up that smell. You know what I mean? I would suffer through that smell because it would be suffering for me. Like, quite frankly, that's the reality. It's suffering for me. I have a very sensitive nose. I smell things very deep. As you can tell sitting in my room, like I have incense, a sensi. I vacuum like twice a week. I'm a smells person. That's just a good thing to do. I know, but like I am freaky about smells. Like I can't handle things that smell hot. And I have sat through some things where there's like an odor and I just like power through it because I love that person. Well, how about the Alano Club? 
uh-huh it drives me nuts you Have sit you there for an hour and 15 minutes right <laughs> like there are sometimes i sit through that meeting like this yeah <laughs> with my sweatshirt <laughs> over my nose because i can't dude like i freaking can't like you remember that one time where it smelled like sweaty balls in that room oh, it legit smelled like a nut sack i'm not kidding <laughs> That was the scent. It was summer freaking sweaty nutsack. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this whole hour and 15 minutes. I don't know if that's going to happen. I just got up and went outside and got some air like every 10 (laughs) minutes. I'm so serious. It was rough. And like, okay, this probably plays a part in it. My mom was a fragrance representative for like the majority of my life for really high-end fragrances. Mm -hmm. So, or the majority of my childhood for super high in fragrances so i have like an appreciation and an affection for smell good like i don't do smell okay i smell good well nobody wants to smell but well i shouldn't say nobody but i think some people don't know it true and also everyone's nose is different sometimes things that smell bad to me yeah. people are like crystal that that doesn't smell like anything and i'm like you can't fucking smell that maybe my my sniffer broken then i don't know but I know that that need is super low ranking in the like grand scheme and reality of things. Absolutely. It's like so surface, you know what I mean? That's a great word. Surface. Yeah. But when it comes down to like the surface level, that motherfucker on the top for me. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legit. <laughs> okay. So my wants. Number one is trust. Number two is respect. Number three is money. Number four is to be admired, and number five is love. Those are good. So for me, I'm going to go with like one A, B, and C because they all intertwine. Hold on one second. Okay, back to it. Tell me yours. So I'm going to go one A, one B, and one C because they all intertwine. So family, children, home. And when I say home, it's not just like the roof over my head. It's like creating a home. Okay. Family, children, home, it's all the same. And like I said earlier, children, for me, there's nothing bigger that we can do. Mm-hmm. I see that. In my opinion, that's the end all be all for yeah. me. The creation of life, if you will. Yeah. No, you can't really outcreate that. No. So for, and I want people to like me, but in the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, they're not all going to, and I just need to accept that. And it doesn't really matter if they do or not. Yeah. It's just something that I got to work through, you know? Yeah. The whole concept of if you can like yourself, then it doesn't matter if other people like you. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. You know, and then this one I just put on there because I couldn't think, but more shoes. So fucking stupid. I don't even have room for the shoes that I have now. Why do you have so many then? So let me ask you this, and I ask women this all the time. So if you have two guys standing next to each other, dude in just kind of like a bunk outfit with some fly-ass kicks on, or a dude in like a fly-ass outfit with some bunk shoes, which one are you going to be like, okay? Okay, so... I'm going to respond with telling you why I'm the wrong woman to ask this. Okay. Because, and I always forget the term, but I know that I'm one of those people. Um, fuck, what's it called? Why is the internet not working? So I'm one of those people who's only attracted to intelligence. Um, Fair enough. Mm-hmm. It has a word. It's like intelligophilia or some shit. <laughs> it's not actually that. It's not that. I it's, get what I'm you're thoroughly going. aware it's not that. But, uh, and I do absolutely have some of those characteristics where the outside does matter to me anybody who says like oh i don't care what someone looks like i i love them for who they are bullshit bitch shut the fuck up move over um yeah right maybe you're just attracted to that way that they look anyways 
personal rant. I'm one of those people who personally find someone's intelligence more enticing, seductive, whatever. It's definitely more important. And, but see, here's where it comes into an issue. Um, it is literal intelligence, not like street smarts or any of that shit. So, and at the same time, the desire to become even more intelligent. Mm-hmm. I find that hot, like cute, like, oh my God. Yes. You know, like that kind of thing. So he could be wearing some bunk ass shoes and a dope ass outfit. Okay. He could be wearing a bunk ass outfit and some dope ass shoes. Cool. Let me hear what comes out of his mouth. Good point. That's how I am. And at the same time, like consistently, because you can be really, really smart and extraordinarily intelligent about one thing and then a fucking moron about a bunch of other shit. And I don't like you like that. You know what I mean? I get it. Like it's got to be, I have a problem. My ideals list was like a whole fucking page and I could make it longer, but I chose to stop. The shoes thing. I've been into shoes since I was like eight. Continue with your list. That's it for wants. Okay. So needs. Yep. Needs. How would you rank your needs? Oh man. I guess the first one I wrote down love would be the top. Like I need to be loved. Like I said at the very beginning, it's just human nature. I believe it is. Two, I need compassion. I say and do a lot of dumb shit. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Elaborate. (laughs) Well, I still have bad ideas. And I'm kind of a goofball. Like, compassion, I guess, kind of ties into acceptance. So as far as you said ideals earlier. So, like, my ideals have a big part in it where somebody needs to accept me for me in terms of good and bad. Mm-hmm. All of me. Yeah. You know? In my brain, that's like a duh. Well, yeah. right. But some people, like, they don't give a shit. Ugh. And I'm just like, okay. Those are not my people. Well, <laughs> probably me neither. But you know what I mean? Just, Those aren't our people. <laughs> but I don't get it. But that's just. I don't get it. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah, totally. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, it's just not logical to expect to only have. It's not logical in my mind to think that I really like this person. But I'm not going to like them if they have any of this bad shit. Like what? That's not human. But there's people like that aliens i'm telling you maybe they're creatures from another planet they're not actually human so i guess i mean i could say these are all one understanding ties into that yeah you know people aren't always gonna understand me but trying to understand right i talked to my i've talked about my boss earlier she's Mm -hmm. not one of us but she will sit there and listen and try to understand that's so cool it's awesome like, she's not just my boss now. Like, she's a good friend of mine. She yeah. sits there and listens and tries to understand and gives me advice. That's tight. Yeah. I don't have a normally like that. So that's, like, special. It's cool. From my perspective. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. And so the last one I had written down, which, like I said, they could all be one, is the family. I want it, but I need it, too. Yeah. They well, that keep... is a need for you, right? Like Absolutely. you need. Absolutely. And for a lot of reasons. Like, we could sit here and talk an hour about the reasons why, but keep me grounded. Right? Give me compassion. Give me love. Being understanding. Right? Yeah. So. Families do that. Yep. Totally. Okay. Mine, I'm going to go five to one. Okay. So they make sense. So I put transportation as fifth on mine. If we dove really deep into it, like my legs are transportation. So yes, I need my legs. So I need transportation. It shouldn't be fifth, but I'm talking about like a car. Okay. So, or the bus or whatever, but like... I could walk anywhere. So 
as long as I still have my legs, transportation is fifth. If for some reason I no longer have my legs, God forbid, then transportation would be ranked higher in needs. Um, I put four as smell good, as I previously, as I have explained, like things smelling good is super necessary for me because of previous experiences as a child. Number three, I put money, which was really hard for me because I wanted to rank that as number one because I'm one of the people who prescribed to the perspective of that whole like more money, more problems shit is bullshit. I personally think that more money, less problems because the majority of your problems, if not all, can be solved by money. This is true. Do they? Does money create fulfillment? Are you fulfilled in your soul by having money? No, but can you create fulfillment if you have more money yes so i only put money as three to be politically correct anyways but it probably would be third on this list number two is safety as a woman it's incredibly important as a human it's important of course but as a woman in recovery having had previous life experience Mm -hmm. safety is my number two need i need safety that's good my number one is consistency I, God, this podcast is bringing out a lot of Crystal's issues. Um, I really need consistency. I don't like people, places, or things, all three, that are inconsistent. It creates this entire big spiral of fear in me. And uncomfortability, right? That is like almost at the bottom of the spiral. Like when you get down to the darkest part, uncomfortable is one of the darkest parts for me. Sure. If things are consistent, we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's like a routine. Mm-hmm. We... Consistency less of as a routine, but consistency of like, like you're a person who shows up. You consistently show up. Okay. So like um, having you be a podcast guest, I immediately was like, absolutely. Because I know you show up. Mm-hmm. So it didn't take any consistency out of it. The people who that makes sense. I have asked as other guests are not being consistent with me. And it's creating this level of fear to where like if they don't start being consistent, they're going to lose their spot. And I don't mean it in a mean way. I just mean it in a like this is a crystal's need way. Yeah. And so if you can't be consistent, maybe next season. Sorry. It's just it's one of those boundaries I set for myself. Oh, that's perfect. I don't always set that boundary well. <laughs> there are certain people that you know have been in my life that are inconsistent and um, no no (laughs) yeah so i allowed myself to live in the chaos of their inconsistency and don't fall down that rabbit hole that spiral Mm -hmm. for long enough to the point where it made me super fucking crazy and super sad and i lived in this perpetuality of pessimistic sadness with everyone else but remained the entire optimist for them and they were the only person who got that optimism and so everyone else in my life got this person that I'm not. But you lived in consistency. I this is this. the odd this is the oddness. I lived in a consistent inconsistency with that person. Right. And so I became no longer consistent with my happiness and positivity with other people because I had to give it all to them. Yep. I didn't have any despair. Yep. And it was unfair. Like, that is where fair really came in. It was not fair to everyone around me. But yeah, so that's why consistency is my number one need. That's very good. It's not my number one want, of course, but it's my number one need. That's killer. I think it makes sense. I hope so. It does. And it's for you, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) 
Exactly. You know? Well, do you have any questions for me? No. Just, I'm proud of you. This is sick. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on and being a guest. I had a good time. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed my bedroom floor. Yeah. It's clean. <laughs> I vacuumed. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Awesome. Yeah, I'm OCD as fuck. Well, that's what makes Crystal Crystal. Very much so. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on today. Thanks again. And, um, okay, we're done. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of the but two alternatives podcast please subscribe rate and review you can also find more information including links to our social medias and some of the things that we discussed today at our website but alternatives.com we really enjoyed having you here with us today and please always remember make smart choices